Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Does anyone actually know what's going on here? I literally have no idea. Help. (laughs) We're 20 whatever. (laughs) Hi. Hey. Hello. And welcome back to 20 Whatever. 20 Whatever post uh, girls sleep overnight. Yes, yes, yes. Where we spent a lot of the night watching compilations. <laughs> Specifically <laughs> Wendy Williams compilations. It warmed my heart so much when Paloma was like, Sierra, Ryan talks about that night you got you guys watched Wendy Williams compilations like twice a week. It is it it literally was so funny. And I was just thrown. I mean, we all know Wendy Williams is a gem of she's the so earth. She's so memeable. She's so, but she's like delusional. <laughs> like that was like absolutely crazy bananas. What I she know, was saying. I know. Like and my favorite. What's the one? Um, clap if you have anxiety. Everyone's clapping. Yeah, I I kind of feel sorry for you. I, I do. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favorite one was uh. Oh my god, what was that? Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, what is that? What was that? What was that? What is that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> My okay. favorite one is death, death to them all. all. <gasps> and then she looks like shocked at yeah, like she what like, she sh- said. That she said that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or what, what was that one where she was like, she was like about to start crying and she pulls out the Q-tip and she's like, nope, 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 nope. nope, nope and like nope. literally sticking them in her eyes. Uh, oh, that woman. Oh my God. Missy Wendy Williams. Just the fact that that like stuck with you. I was like, we have to do, uh, we were all like, we have to do it again. Yes. yes. And we did. And we did. And we <laughs> laughed and cried and it was great. Yeah. So if you're ever feeling down, look up Wendy, Wendy Williams, Williams compilation, compilation and you will no longer be feeling down. <laughs> That's actually the cure to depression. Yeah. Wendy Williams compilations. What else happened last night? We had some jacuzzi time. Yes. My face. First of all, we need to talk about how we saved a life last night. We yes. did. Malibu Barbie. <laughs> not not, not no. Malibu Barbie, Trisha Paytas's baby. That's what we named the frog. So that we named the frog after the baby. So we're chatting, shooting the shit, whatever. All of a sudden, we hear croaking, but like, so loud like it was like it had a speaker yeah. right he was it, on the mic no and, and truly there, we've heard frogs in my backyard before mm-hmm. and it's like this was like and like over and over and over and yeah. would not stop like we couldn't yeah. we couldn't talk it was so to distracting the point where we were like okay okay like, we were like okay bro like what do you need we we're like we hear you and it just sounded so close and we were like, where is it? Yeah. And it felt like it was like the, in the bush nearby yeah, the jacuzzi yeah. area. How did we end up finding it? It had been like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so loud. I was like, let me shine my flashlight and see if it's like directly above us, like on the little ledge mm-hmm. hill on the ledge. So I, I bring out my flashlight. I'm looking up there and then I kind of see something in the pool. And I'm like, hey, can someone bring their flashlight over here? Like shine it, shine it in the pool with me. Right. And Jess brings hers over and we're like, there's the frog. It was in the pool <laughs> that Stephen had just cleaned like an hour before, clinging right. to the wall, like yeah, trying to going, breathe. Help me! He's screaming, <laughs> literally. And we're like, "Oh my god, you are like, so shut loud! Up, god. <laughs> Ruining our girl time." <laughs> he was like drowning, and we were like, "So mean to him." So we we scooped him up with the pool scooper. We put him on the grass. He s- continued croaking, but yes. now from a distance. Yes. Um, and then we're like, oh my gosh, we saved him. We should name him. And then we we're brainstorming names and Malibu, Malibu Barbie. Malibu Barbie. Yeah. So. He was really cute. He's like this big. Yeah. He, he was so Super 
was yeah, like, oh. so small. It, but sounded so loud. huge. Sounded that, so large. He's like he, when she said uh, like a frog, you were like, no, girl, that is like a big toad. I was toad. like, that's a toad. <laughs> you literally said like a big toad or something. It, it like, sounded like it was, it was in like fact, a, literally the teeny tiniest yeah. little guy. Like and this. then Grace came out to look at it because mm. she loves oh, frogs. Yes, Stephen yes, was yes. like, Grace, you've got to see this. She's like, hop hop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can just call us. Um, National heroes, yeah, mm-hmm. um, saving one life at a time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're basically the Avengers. Uh, yeah, simply. I mean, it's on the production binder. It's true. It is. Yep. It is. It's true. <laughs> so, oh, we also watched Cheetah Girls. Yes, yes, yes. And that yes. was a classic. Delicious. Yes, I feel like we say this every time we watch an old Disney Channel movie, but like the writing bad is bad. It the is. script is not good, and I've asked this before. Is it written that way because they think that like that's going to appeal to the kids or are these people just not good at their jobs? And the thing is, I like, just need to know. It's Raven, Raven know. and Adrian were given garbage yep. and they did a good job with it. They Amen. did. Imagine how good it would have been with a good script. Yeah. Right. Right. It. Yeah. The music was good. It was lit. And yep. they had moments where like the dialogue was good. Yeah. Or at least they made it work. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That was giving it too much credit. Too much credit. But, you know, Cheetah Girl's a classic. I know. It was very nostalgic. Like, on, I don't think I've watched that movie since, like, a long, long time. So I'm yeah. like, oh, seeing it back, I was like, oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. And just how impressionable. Like, seeing their bedroom truly yes. took me back to my bedroom, how I would try to do it exactly like they had it. Like, mm-hmm. And can mm-hmm. we talk about how they have bedrooms like that in Manhattan? Okay, we also didn't realize how rich all of them were. <laughs> Obviously not Dorinda because, you know, she was at the foster home, respect, which is tragic. But the rest of them, the rest of them, it's like Gossip Girl They rich. were literally living in like penthouses. Yes. Gossip Girl rich. Yep, that's what it was. Crazy. That would have been like if Blair and Serena were like, let's form a girl group literally. called the Cheetah Girls. And that's why Dorinda was like so scared to show yeah. who she was because exactly. these girls are so wealthy. So it wasn't rich. like they were just like rich. No. Now I'm like, okay, no wonder you didn't want to tell them because they're like wealthy. They're like wealthy. Yeah. And like Aqua was going, was like attending NYU also mm. while simultaneously going to like that high school. Right. And I'm like, somebody's paying for that. <laughs> like somebody is paying for this. Yeah. And and she also, they also never take the subway. They only take taxis. Yep. That's rich people shit. And Chuchi knows how to call it taxi. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah. So, uh. She was yeah. like the coolest. She was the coolest. No, she was. Chanel, I remember watching that as a kid and just thinking like, oh my, like when she does her little riff. Yeah. She had a good. So I was yeah. like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> She's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I remember we were like, we all definitely thought that we could also like sing like that so we would like do it and then we just know i just know (laughs) that it definitely was bad Mm -hmm. great film great film because my go-to with the cheetah girls is always cheetah girls 2 right that's just like if i'm gonna put on something whatever like it's cheetah girls 2 like hardly ever cheetah girls so rewatching it, I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about Well, Cheetah Girls, too, this. like the production value. Just like everything, oh, everything was elevated. Yes. So you're like, okay, it's like one but better. Yeah. yeah. And it's in Spain. Yeah. Right, right. And the bops. The bops yeah. are just But I watched so Cheetah Girls 1 a mm. lot more than Cheetah Girls 2 because mm. my mom loved mm. Cheetah Girls 1. Or at least that's what I thought when I was eight. So like, <laughs> right, right. we watched that a lot together Yeah, because she like, I remember she was like, this is a, this is a good show. It has a good mes- message. Right. Like she really liked the Cinderella song. She was like, yeah, this." We I had the CD. <laughs> we right. play it in the car. I remember her being like, what a great message. It's right. a good song. Right. Because right. like, I can slay my own dream. Or I dragon. can save my own. No, I can slay my own dragons. I can, I can dream, dream my, my own, own dreams. dreams. Yes. My so, knight in shining, shining armor is, is me. me. Period. So uh, Lori was like, yeah. That's the one. She's like, all right, turn it <laughs> up. That's turn it up. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no. I feel like Cheetah Girls 2 spoke to me more musically more. Like, I was like, oh, this is more, Mm. like, giving what I'm really trying to get. And choreography. Also, yeah. What moves were were they doing They were dancing in Cheetah Girls 2. Cheetah Girls 1, it was a whole lot of just, like, vibes and like And, like, (laughs) posing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, half of Cinderella is just them, like, Uh, pose, pose. uh, mm. But when I watched that as a kid, I was like, choreography. I was like, wow, (laughs) these girls... Broadway, simply. I agree. Also, love watching Raven, like kind of act a little bit like Raven Baxter. Mm-hmm. She has like a little bit of moments, and she has more moments in Cheetah Girls too, where she's like, "This is Raven Baxter, yeah. not like Raven Raven. Like this is like 
that's a Raven Raven. She's like one step away from being like, you nasty. Literally. Right. Literally. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. You know that part? This is, ugh, I'm rambling. Golly gee. You know that one part in Cheetah Girls 2 where she's like trying to tell her mom that they're going to the, like they got into the um, competition or whatever. And she's like, we have uh, four tickets to the music festival. And she like does that with her face. And I'm like, that's so, that's so Raven. Ah. <laughs> so Raven Baxter. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about today. <laughs> Contrary to that conversation. I, I love a long open. <laughs> you're right. I do. You're right. You're right. I do. Um, but today we are going to be uh, giving you some unsolicited advice yeah or i guess the advice is solicited because they ask yeah they sent it in right yes via group chat right yes yes they sent it via group chat and you guys went in yeah like y'all went in there's so many stories we're gonna have to definitely do another episode like this because yeah. there's so many um but they're great and i'm so excited to <laughs> I'm excited. It's going to be so good. So we're going to give you guys some advice. Uh, I guess we should give the disclaimer. This is entertainment content. Yeah, we are not professionals. No. If if the intro told you anything, you just, like, what are we talking about? Truly, we are not professionals. Don't, don't, Don't take our word as fact. Also, we only have what you told us. We only have this much of the story and we're not, there's nothing else. So we can only do what we can do. Yes. This <laughs> so. is this is like the, you're coming to your friend over drinks to be like, okay, what am I going to do? Versus like, I'm trying to get serious advice from my therapist. Yes. Right. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. so this, yes. This is the, the, the friends over drinks. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I have our first submission pulled up here. Um, But before we do get into it from, oh, I spilled my white claw. <laughs> <laughs> We're spilling claws. They're spilling claws. We're s- Remember that? Yeah. We're spilling the claws. Spilling the claws. Yes. So get ready. Gather around. I know. Yes. I know. We're We've about already to started. spill the claws. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and remember that for one subscriber means one white claw spilled. So if you want to see more of this, <laughs> <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> hit that subscribe button. We're trying to hit 100K. Yes. Okay. All right. Our first submission, dear 20 whatever. I'd like to start vlogging and creating content more for myself than to become an influencer. What would you suggest I start with for equipment on a budget? Thanks and much love, Alexandra from Maine. Period. Alexandra, use that phone, girlfriend. That's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. You don't use need phone. anything other than what's in your pocket to just get started. Mm-hmm. If you get really into it, either as a hobby or as a career, you can get better equipment. But we live in a day and age when most of us have like a super high quality, essentially computer mm-hmm. and camera combined in our pockets. Yeah. Yep. And the quality with all these phones now is like top tier. Like yeah. it, it really is. And honestly, a lot of us, if we don't have a camera, vlog on our phones. Yeah. Like you guys are watching vlogs from the phone a lot of the time, you know? Yeah. Especially when I'm out and about. Oh, yeah. yeah. To take a camera outside. I was like, all my outside footage is definitely yeah. camera. And it's like, I think the biggest part also it, before camera, it's like lighting. Like before yes. I wanted to get a camera or something like that, I would uh, advise getting something for the phone, like those ring lights that you can literally just mm-hmm. clip right on. Yeah. And that elevates the mm-hmm. quality of the foot, like the video so much. Yeah. 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 I think if you're going to spend money on anything, cheap lighting is yep. always good. Amazon mm-hmm. girl. You can mm-hmm. also you know, just prioritize good lighting and good audio by where you're filming. Filming in front of direct light from a window. You don't want a light source behind you. Right. Try not to film when it's windy outside because it'll all be like. Turn your fan right. off. I've learned a yes. very yeah, the hard AC, lesson. Yeah, that's, Turn off yeah. the AC. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's Lost hard. Lost too much footage of that. <laughs> I know, yeah. And uh, when you're editing, iMovie is free. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's a bunch of apps now on the phone. That are free. Yeah. What's the, what's that one? Uh, Video Leap. Video Leap is Cap- what I use. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, and even editing within Instagram or TikTok or whatever platform you're trying to create content, like you can also edit within those apps as well. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly think right. it's never been easier than it is right now to make content. Yeah. Do it. Start now. Yes. Start now. Also, that's, I mean, that's really the hardest thing is just starting. Yeah. Just start now. No time like the present. <laughs> Get it, girl. Get it, girl. <laughs> okay. I have one from Anonymous. Dear 20-whatever, how can you tell what your own red flags are? Mm. I think that is such oh. a good question. We, we like to ignore those ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're quick to call out other people's red flags. But our own? Yeah. I think it's noticing a pattern of reoccurring issues in your relationships. Mm. Right? So if there's, if you have one person tell you, you know, 
well, you know, I'm upset with you because you didn't communicate or you were late or whatever it is. Right. Maybe that's a one-off. Maybe that's more them. Maybe it was just a one-time thing. Mm -hmm. If you're hearing the same reoccurring issues from multiple relationships, mm -hmm. then I kind of think that's a personal red flag. And we yeah. all have them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but that's, that's a good way to be able to tell. Because I think, obviously, it's hard if you're relying on yourself to like, be like, okay, so what are my red flags? Like literally asking yourself, that's probably really hard. I couldn't do that. And I mean, it's giving I'm biased. Perfect. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah. That, that also may end up identifying more personal insecurities right. versus things that are personally affecting your relationships. Right. Mm. right. Right. Because if you're like, what are my red flags? And you default to the things that you are insecure about, those may be completely different than the issues other people have with you. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Oh, that's tea. Oh, that's day two. I know. I know. But that point that you made of just reoccurring things, because I personally try to like, if I notice something's happening, I'm like, okay, uh, what's happening? Like, well, something's got to give. Like, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over and like expecting a different outcome or something like right. that. So I'm like, something here and I'm a part of the situation. So how can I uh, figure out, take care of my end of things? I guess mm -hmm. that that is something that's always good. Like if you are having misunderstandings, Rather than like being quick to like blame the other person, looking at yourself and being like, look, I'm in this situation as well. What part am I playing in it? Right. And maybe that can start giving insight into what it, you're saying or giving that mm, is getting that reaction. Right. I don't know. This is no, a tough question. That's ladies. so good. No, but that's tea. A lot of the time when you're in a conflict, it's easy to get defensive mm -hmm. and be like, and even when the person, the other person is majority at fault usually there's at least some role you played a part in. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so I think especially when maybe the other person initiated the conflict or is more in the wrong, it's easy to just go, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, they, this, that. Yeah. And you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay. You're like, for well, sure. And that's valid. But <laughs> you were still a part of that situation. And what did you contribute to it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damn, that's a good one. Yeah. Woo. Mm. But me, I don't have any red flags. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> okay, dear 20 whatever, how should I handle my parents not treating me like an adult? I graduated college in December and I'm living with them because I could not find an apartment. Relatable content. <laughs> <laughs> I am also trying to buy a car as well. I am 21, yet they still treat me like a 16-year-old. I have mm -hmm. offered to pay bills at home like rent, lights, Wi-Fi, etc., yet they say no and still treat me like a 16-year-old. Any helpful advice? Thanks. I feel you, girl. That's tough. It that is, is tough. It is tough. And I, I've been there. I think one thing you probably could do if you haven't is like sit them down and tell them how the way that they treat you makes you feel. Like instead of being like, I'm an adult, like I can do whatever I want, like and get like defensive like that. Like they're not going to hear you. All they hear is their 16 year old yelling at them. Right. But if you're like, hey, mom and dad. I totally understand that I'm living in your house and like I respect that and blah, blah, blah. However, I do feel, you know, trapped and I do feel like I can't express myself or I don't feel free to do regular everyday things. And I want to help you around the house. I want to be able to pay a portion of rent because I am trying to prepare myself for mm. when I have my own apartment and when I'm doing these things. And if you kind of like, Open like, their eyes a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> open their eyes. Like, but remind not blame them again, them. like, hey, yeah. right, right, don't right. be like, you're treating me like a child. You're this. You're this. You're this. Because in in their eyes, you are. Like, I mm -hmm. I hear that you're 21, and I feel that, and you are grown. But to them, you're not. Obviously, otherwise, they would be treating you differently. So to be like, this is for me to grow, to bet, so I can feel prepared when I go to my apartment or buy my car or whatever the case is. And if you maybe can phrase it like that, they might be more receptive. I love that approach yeah. because it is even allowing the parents to feel empowered mm -hmm. by helping, helping you. you. Yep. Yes, that yep. is such good advice. Yeah. Because then the parent isn't going, oh my gosh, I I am in the wrong, right? right. And you're my child and I can't believe mm -hmm. you're talking to me this way. They're like, okay, here's a way that my child would like me to help them mm -hmm. right. prepare for the future. Right. And I think kind of pitching it to them in that way is so smart. Yeah. Right. Because, because yeah. then they're not like, oh my gosh, my child is, you know, being disrespectful or doesn't want my help. It's like, no, they want my help in a different way. Right. 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 And that conversation alone allows them to start the wheels turning of, oh mm -hmm. my goodness, well, you're right. I mean, we should be preparing for this mm -hmm. and we need to start treating that person with more independence in certain mm -hmm. ways, you know? Yeah. 
But it's hard talking to your parents. I get it. And oh like setting God, that boundary. Yeah. And it's tough. I mean, they're your parents. Right. So. Yeah. And it's hard. And it is hard when you live with them. Right. Because there is some level of like, yeah, I'm, I'm grown, but uh, this is their house. Yeah. And I need to still, you know, mm-hmm. their rules and whatever. Yeah. But that's why if you can go at it with like the, the most respectful approach and then turn it into. And you don't even, honestly, you don't even have to mention that you don't feel that you feel like they're treating you like a child. Honestly, you can just be like, hey. I thought about this way to like really prepare myself. I know I'm going to be moving soon, blah, 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 whatever that, like, however you need to phrase that. Cause then they're not even thinking that you're like, you don't treat me like I'm grown. We've all, and we've all literally felt like that. It's also really hard to go into conversations with your parents like that, not emotionally charged. Totally. So I wonder if there's a way that you could kind of set yourself up for that conversation and like really center yourself before, whether it's like going for a walk meditating, taking Mm -hmm. a bath, like whatever the things you do to kind of like get yourself in the most calm headspace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That could also help you to stay kind of in that very neutral headspace as you're talking to them. Yeah. And I think if you keep it very you focused, like a lot of I statements, it takes, it just takes away from them, right? Because yes, they're, they're the problem, but you're trying to find the solution. And I think if you're like, I'm trying to prepare and I'm trying to do this thing for me. Let's all of us do this thing together. Then they also feel involved. That's I think that's yeah. the other thing too. The parents are so stressed about like you leaving and all this other stuff. They just want to be involved. And if if that's a way that you could do it, like, hey, let's let's try to come up with a plan and blah, 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 whatever, then they'll probably also be more receptive like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have to gentle parent our parents. Yep. Because parents get really defensive. They do. Yeah, I know. They do. They do. And, and I'm I like, like I imagine myself, you. like right. when Grace is older, I'm like, would I be that defensive? Like, I want to say no, but like, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you raised this kid your whole life, and all of a sudden they're like, I don't want you. I don't need you. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. Like, or a lot of the times, you know, I the way that you're treating me or the way that I was raised is bothering me. Yeah. And they're instantly like, <gasps> <gasps> yeah mm-hmm. i did my best blah, blah, blah. i'm like oh oh well all right all right yeah. all right we're a good parent i'm not, I'm saying, not saying yeah 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 god <laughs> oh because i'm such a terrible parent that's what oh, i'm so uh, terrible to oh, you i'm, I'm so like, terrible i'm like no <laughs> that's but. not what i said <laughs> maybe we need to start being like that's a really big feeling Oof. do you need to take, a, take a deep a, breath take a moment <laughs> oh my god literally literally god ah yeah that's maybe don't try that one no don't do that might get you <laughs> but yeah, that's what that's what I think you should do. <laughs> All right. Next we have Dear 20 Whatever, when is the best time to ask about politics when dating? I don't want to come off too hot with it, but it is really important that we agree on some fundamentals. Thanks for your help, and I love the pod. I don't need to be anonymous. So hi Paige. <laughs> hi Paige. <laughs> I think mm. it fully depends on how important it is to you. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like to her it's pretty important. Yeah. So I feel like that should be a really early on thing, maybe even before the first date. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If that's going to be a deal breaker, then like we don't even need to like me. Enter- yeah. We don't even need to entertain it. But maybe because she, she mentioned that she didn't want to come off too hot, like too like. I wonder if then there's like a subtle way you instead of being like, so. Who'd you vote for last election, right? Right. Because right. then that maybe maybe focusing it on you and your beliefs, like as you're talking about things, like oh, here are some things that are important to me: my family, my pets, right, my political activism. Like mm-hmm. just maybe sprinkle it in, yeah, mm-hmm. and maybe just say like something. Remember those TikToks of that guy who was like always trying to figure out like where you were like politically. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he would be, I can't think of any of them right he, now, he, but. One of them would be like, gay people deserve rights. Yeah, like, <laughs> okay. No, it'd, be, it'd be like, yeah, and I, and you, and they'd be at, like, get at a restaurant they'd be like, oh yeah, you can choose whatever you want. I think everyone has the right to choose. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like maybe drop one of those in, you know, like <laughs> that could be a, that could be a way. Yeah, just d- drop it in and then just look, just see just what see, they react. See like see if they... there's any bodily like reactions yeah. or something, and yeah, they yeah. might they might bite without you having to be explicit mm-hmm. in either direction. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. if if it's something that if they align with you politically and are as you know invested in their political beliefs and activism as you are they'll probably pretty immediately be like, oh, same, me too. Right. Mm-hmm. Or if they don't align with you, they'll probably also be like, oh. Yeah, I feel like if they're not on the same page, they'll probably ask a question or two yeah. to see, to like, clarify. to clarify, and then 
Yeah. And you know what? I know it sounds like kind of scary to be like, oh, I don't want to come off too strong, like asking that. But it's kind of just like a general question that it's like, so do you want to have kids? You want to get married? It's like it doesn't have to, I I think, be seen as like, oh, what if we we don't match up? It's like, okay, then you don't. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So maybe just like also like how you view it, just like, oh, let's see if we. If we're compatible. If we're compatible. And and just leave it at different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I do agree that it is part of like that that core group of questions that like like that. Do you ever see yourself married? Yes or no. Do you want kids? Yes or no. Politically, where are you at? Okay. Like there yeah. are a few questions that like are necessary, you know, and are the, okay to ask. And are okay to yeah, ask. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we're grown. Like this is the yeah. These and are maybe the person, if they get taken aback about all of it, and then you can actually see how they feel about it all, and then in right. that moment you can decide. You know, like yeah. if they give yeah. a bad reaction, then maybe that's not that's even what not you should even. be doing, anyways. <laughs> when did politics come up for the first time in your relationships? If you remember, I met on a dating app, so mm. you write it was there. It was already there. Yes, yep. I had it all on there. It was too. already right because you yeah. guys also met on a dating app. Yeah. Yeah, That's I, had, I had all my facts. That's why I'm yeah. saying it's like yeah. here are the car facts. No kids. Yes or no? Not married. I'm the like it's all. It's like, it's like smoking, drugs, drinking. Alcohol. Yeah. Yes. This, yes. Do you want to have kids one day? It's just yeah. like standard baby. Standard if not, stuff. if not next, we have uh, so many other people to see. I, I went on a a date and I won't disclose one because I don't really. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and I found out that they hadn't voted in like a really long time and didn't see the point in it mm. at all. Oh. And we're like, well, it's just, it's so stressful. I don't know why everyone's so upset about it. And it was very interesting um, date. It was interesting with Stephen and I, because we were young when we met, and I was fairly the same politically as I am now, but just way less involved. Mm-hmm. So it didn't really come up for probably a couple weeks or maybe a month, like many dates. But at the same time, it was a vibe. Right. I would have been genuinely surprised if he had not also been liberal like I am. Right. I would have been like, oh, like, really? Like, just because of the conversations we had right. had right. led me to believe that already. Not to say that sometimes people can't give off right. a different vibe. Right. But I think a lot of the times you can kind of tell. You can. <laughs> yeah. You can. And also, like, their interactions with other people, their response and comments on things around yeah like a lot of that will kind of tell you what the t is without even having to say anything yeah yeah early i feel like you need to do it now it, do yeah. it as if early it's a deal as breaker, you can yeah for anything for kids religion yeah. politics mm-hmm. if it's a deal breaker for you save yourself and the other person the heartbreak yeah agree Yep, and yeah, and if they if they think that's too aggressive, then that's too aggressive. Like, and you don't someone who's sorry, always like asking you a normal question, and yeah. like, I, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, in the same way that if you wanted ten kids, you should probably bring that up fairly early. Yep, yep. If you're that invested in wanting ten kids, yes, bring it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and, and just like you said, save you save yourself and save that person the time because if it's not going to work, if they don't want ten kids, then like we don't need to do this. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So. And like to hide it, like I here's the thing. I understand how like dating is like right. you like try to show like the best of yourself and hide right. parts of yourself, but like it's just good to get it out on the table now. Sooner mm-hmm. the better. Mm-hmm. And don't convince yourself that oh they'll change. No, don't. I, can, I can fix them. No, <laughs> you can't. No. You can't. Yeah, you know you can't. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, am I next? Yes. Okay, this is a good one. Dear 20-whatever, my name is Elizabeth, and I'm coming to you guys as wise ladies who have found love in their lives. Mm. Here's the tea. In the last last six months, I, 22-year-old female, have started seeing a lovely lady, 21 female, cue the Minecraft parkour TikToks, lol, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) I'm very much smitten with her. We've spent a lot of time together, and I want to keep her around. She makes me feel like I'm 12, and it's my first crush ever. I know it sounds silly, but I don't want to mess it up. And also, around the same time we started seeing each other, I've also realized through therapy and long conversations with my friends that I think I'm unlovable. Ouch. Big words. I know. I want to make her my girlfriend, but past relationships, self-doubt, and my own anxiety is holding me back from being brave. I know I've got a good thing here, and I don't want to lose it. Help a girl out. Please give me your unsolicited advice. I will take everything with a grain of salt. I love y'all so much. Sierra, I've been watching your videos since wedding planning, 
And girl, I'm so happy you found Ryan in Halloween. Oh, <laughs> Elizabeth. Elizabeth. First of all, love you. I just love, love, you. Well, love that, you. And that means that you're not unlovable. Period. Case closed. Next. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> fix it. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are not unlovable. Oh, and clearly, this girl that you're seeing is smitten over you as well. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to make her your girlfriend. Come on now. Yeah. But I hear you and I feel you because that's, it, that feels conflicting, right? She's saying she like wants to be with this girl and like is smitten by her, but feels like she can't even. I think the vibe I was getting from that was that she is all in with this girl. Mm-hmm. She is all in. Yeah. But she doesn't believe that she is worthy for her to go all in. Mm-hmm. For the other girl yeah. to go all in. Yeah. And that I think is really scary. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times we hear that phrase, right? Like you can't love somebody else until you're ready to love yourself. But I don't I don't necessarily believe that. Me either. Mm. I yeah, think we're all kind of works in progress. Yeah, absolutely. I think if there's anything you can do to reassure yourself that you are worthy of love, mm-hmm. like reach out to your friends. And I mean, it's perfectly acceptable to say, hey, I feel like I'm unlovable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Maybe I just need some reassurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. that's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. We're all worthy of love, whether or not we love ourselves. That doesn't mean that no one else can love me because I don't love myself or whatever the case may be, right? Like, just like you said, we're all works in progress. Like, we're not all, like, obsessed with ourselves. Well, some people might be, but most of us are trying to daily, like, have positive self-talk and not feel like we are just, like, messes all the time while simultaneously being in relationships or, like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, pursuing relationships. And I also think it's hard to pursue it's hard to pursue love while you feel like that though Uh, yeah you know which honestly the first thing that i just want to say to like the first thing is like do you want support or advice and i'm like right now i'm like okay girl you came to me for advice so here's what you're gonna do right right right. (laughs) i feel like you have to have a conversation and i know that that might be scary and yeah but if this per- is someone that you are starting to get close with you're feeling this connection and you are looking to have a future with them. I feel as though what better time than the present to start talking about your inner world and mm-hmm. what's going on with you mm. and just starting that conversation of like, hey, I am having the best time with you, which honestly, honestly might be scaring me because I'm, it's going so well, which is so normal. Oh my God, when things are going great, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to mess this up, which right, fair. Yeah. But you can tell her, hey, I'm feeling this way and I just want to let you know, like, I have been feeling this way. Like, in the past, I've had past experiences that have made me feel unlovable. Mm-hmm. But I want to love you. Maybe not love you is a big word. But I want to yeah. have a future and I want to work through that. And right. it, and in that moment, that person also can decide if, okay, like, yeah. oh, this person does feel unlovable. Like, yeah. a, a, thank you for letting me into your world and knowing that you right. feel that way and support you. Right. And that just, I feel like, opens the door of, like, that person can get reassurance from that other person saying, oh, my God, how could you, you feel even that feel way? that way? I feel like yeah. this way. Yeah. And, and, I've, and what's crazy is I'm smitting my over you. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. losing it, too. But yeah. maybe they're shy and they don't want to say this, too, yeah. because it, op- yeah. it opens the door for vulnerability from both parties. Yep. Yes. Yep. It also allows them to know more more than just the fact that you feel unlovable, but also the fact that you are self-aware. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That that give, like that shows emotional maturity. Yes. And it also sh- like you and, and you going to therapy and like maybe that's really hot to them. You know, like you should be like, yeah, yeah. I go to therapy. Eh. Like right. that all of those things. Right. Because then that person could look at you and be like, OK, this person that I'm seeing is willing to take care of themselves. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that OK, so that's huge. Like, it is. Because They're doing the work. Willing yes. to change, willing to put in the work to better themselves. Yes. Yeah. And how and, and someone I don't think could look at someone and be like, I'm really working to feel more lovable. Mm-hmm. And so like, how that's can you like, judge someone or like, yeah, not want to like support? Yeah. So I just feel like being vulnerable and just mm-hmm. really kind of showing your scars a little bit in yeah. that moment will also bring you closer to and just really being like, 
I'm working through this. And so like, if you could yep. just have patience and grace with me, like yes. if you feel like, cause naturally you'll like start retracting or like just right. s- yeah. little things in fr- friendships slash relationships that you're like, oh, they did tell that to me. So maybe yeah. that's why, and they can bring it because up Because if too. you, d- also if you don't, and then you start pulling away or acting a little bit weird, then they're like, why are you acting like that? Like, what is the problem? And they have no idea that you're struggling on the inside. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and it's harder. It's way harder to have grace and patience with somebody if they're not saying anything mm-hmm. and they're just doing things. I agree. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's sad. And I'm sorry that your past relationships and past situations have made you feel that way. Yeah. Because yeah. it's not true. Absolutely. It's not true. And I'm sure that this girl that you're with will see you for you and we'll appreciate the honesty and mm-hmm. we'll try to work with you yeah as you're working through therapy amen retweet <laughs> mic drop <laughs> yeah dear 20 whatever anonymous please i have been married 3 years and i am extremely happy and in love we are loving being dinks dual income no kids yes i've heard that i have yes. not heard that and <laughs> yes. i love that We have talked about the possibility of kids in the future, but with the way the world is right now, we still aren't sure. On top of this, I have endometriosis and I'm not sure if I can even have kids or it would be really challenging to have kids. There are so many factors, but we are still figuring out what we, in all caps, because that's important, want. The subject of kids is so tough and sensitive, but everyone seems to ask me about it six times a day. My family, people at work, And friends ask all the time when we'll have kids or if we're trying. It never stops. How do I kindly tell people to mind their own damn business? Just that. I hate that. (laughs) Oh, girl. Why are we so obsessed with other people reproducing? We're literally asking about people's sex lives. Yeah. They're like, so are you doing it? I said, that's inappropriate. Yeah. (laughs) Literally. Yeah. That's inappropriate. I mean, it's inappropriate at the end of the day. And maybe you come back with that. Oh my God, are you guys trying to have kids? Oh, that's inappropriate. That's Kind of put them on the defensive. Yeah, Yeah. just turn it around. Which is, I think, easier with like coworkers, friends than it is family. Yeah. Because I think a lot of the times family, especially grandparents. Yeah. Well, parents Parents. wanting to be grandparents (laughs) are sometimes a little too overzealous with the where are my grandbabies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I really, really hate the fact that we don't widely consider the fact that there are other factors at play other than just why aren't you trying to have kids yet? Right. Not to mention maybe people don't want kids. Maybe they have issues like endometriosis that add complications to trying for pregnancy. There's a myriad of reasons. Right. And they're frankly none of anybody else's business but you and your partner. Right. Yeah. Right. It's really like due to personal reasons. I'm not disclosing that information. Right. And also – who, Who cares? Yeah. I'll yeah. let you know. How yeah. do you, I know. How do you? I'll literally let you know. You will yeah, know. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just, I'll let you I'll know. Let you I'll know. let you know. <laughs> I wish I had better advice for this because yeah. this is something I struggle with as well. I, for a little while after Grace was born, was getting a lot of questions about when is number two coming. Mm. And um, online, I just kind of ignored them because that's easier to do online than right. in real life. But in my real life, I initially just started being like, oh, I don't know. We'll see. And that wasn't enough. That mm. was the that was not strong enough of a response that made them not ask the next time I saw them. Mm. Right. And so I don't know if this is the right answer. But what I started doing was just saying, I don't know, maybe never. And that kind of shut it down really quick. Right. Mm-hmm. Because then I think, A, I'm not le- – I'm leaving the door open of like, I may never have another kid. Right. I'm saying, I don't know. Maybe never. Right. And I think that also maybe scared those people in my family who Mm -hmm. wanted me to have more kids of being, oh, no. Right. She Maybe maybe we should give her some space. Right. She's thinking she might never. Right. And then they never asked me about it. I have a question. Yes. Why would another person want another person to have a child or multiple, not including parents that want to be grandparents, which I don't understand that either, but like if you- you were like, I'm pregnant. I was like, love that. Amazing. Yeah. But prior to that, I wasn't like, I hope you I hope you are gonna have a kid. I hope that you do. Because I don't like yeah. that doesn't affect me whether you have kids or not. Like if you do, love that. If you don't, love that. 
That's such a good point. And that like, also I don't understand. makes it so much weirder that I get that so much from strangers. Yes. Like Grace is now getting to the age where strangers, people I have never met on the street, in a Starbucks, wherever, will be like, oh, is she your first? Oh, is she? Are, are you going to have another one? Like, Why? People that? Yeah. It's so I, weird. I had a man, this was a couple months ago, literally chatting with me and Grace at Starbucks was very friendly. This older man oh, you know, oh, she's so cute. She's so friendly. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just having the best time. She's just the sweetest. You know, he's like, oh, that's wonderful that you love motherhood so much. Well, better get working on the second. When's that coming? Better. Sir, you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through. Even if literally everything else was perfect and I just didn't want another kid, that's fine too. That's also enough. It's just so It's weird. Weird. Yeah. It's so weird. Like I don't It's a weird status quo that we all just it's like live. So with. weird. And every time I see it or hear it, I'm like, what are we talking about? Like, why are you asking? Can, can them? I get yeah. some tea? Yeah. Please. So so my mom also is in the space of like, so when am I having green babies? I'm not even married or anything like that. I just moved in with Ryan, you know, but right. that's the whole thing. And so she's like, <laughs> green babies and i'm just like you should ask your son my younger oh, brother my younger brother i like that he's 23 and she goes oh no no he's too he's too young i'm like you started asking me when i was like 23 so i don't even know what you're talking about <gasps> no but uh, he's he's too young that shut that shit down because i brought up the idea well why don't right. you ask david about why like my brother like it's just a girl i'm like he has a gr- long-standing girlfriend too why right. am i the only one being asked right yeah I couldn't tell you, but let me tell you, just just start saying outlandish yeah, stuff. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just start saying crazy shit and they'll just stop. My advice is don't be afraid to be a little rude. Yep. Because, because they're being rude. <laughs> they're being rude. And, and, and you know what, too? This is my other one that I love. No one's asking me if I'm having kids, whatever, because everybody knows what we're doing here. <laughs> However, if they're like, oh, when are you having kids? Uh, what are you? Uh, 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 uh. Uh, uh, all right, see ya. Because that, that's the that, same that's, thing. That's because yeah. you're doing exactly what they're doing back. And but they would t- they would be like, "Whoa, that's so weird." But like you just did that to me. Yeah. Right. So so when are you guys gonna have kids? Oh my god, when are you gonna have kids? Oh oh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> see ya. Especially like coworkers and friends and shit. Tell your friends to. They need to. Yeah. <laughs> and also, cut that out. don't be afraid to just set a firm boundary and just say, "I'm not talking about that." That's y- also you- and also you are not you are not required to share any information with other people about your family planning. You don't need to give an excuse if you want to share about, you know, your endometriosis or just, you know, enjoying your dink life (laughs) pre-kids. You can. Yeah. You are not required to. No is a full sentence. Right. No, I don't want to talk about that. That is completely valid. That sets a boundary. You don't need to give them any other information that you don't want to. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna start using dink. I oh, love wait, oh, that. I love wait, wait, wait. I want to be a dink wad, a double income um, with a dog. With a dog. Oh, that's Ryan and I are on our way to, to dink being wads. dink wads. Stevens, I learned this from Stevens' like favorite coworker. He and his partner are like fully like dink life. Like wow. no kids, two dogs. Like just bought like a beautiful house. They are like living. Why would we ever want to change this? Dink wads are the best. Yeah, all right. right. Are you Paige? And I'm like, oh my god. Target audience. Dink dink wad. Dink wad. Dink wad. Dink wad. Dink wad. <laughs> so we can start popping up. You know, yeah. I'm telling the FBI agents yes. what we're doing. Here. Exactly. <laughs> I love that. I I never heard that until I read that, and I was like, dink. Okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. I yeah. love that. Oh my god, is that Rachel and Mario? Yeah, Rachel. Are they dinks? And, well, no, they're because they don't have a dog. They have a, cats. Dink, dink walk. With dink, a cat. Dink walk. They're dink walks. <laughs> dink walks. <laughs> Dear 20 whatever, my name is Deja and I'm a huge fan of you ladies and the pod and I'm in need of some real big sis advice. I'm currently 24 years old and I feel like physically I am going through a second round of puberty. Mm. Been there. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to be gentle with myself through the weight gain and body changes, but part of me is still desperately clinging to what 18 to 20 year old me used to look like. It's especially hard when all others around me also comment on my body. Did you go through a, this second wave of puberty in your 20s? How did you navigate it if you did? I love you guys. Oh. Love you, Deja. Love you, Deja. I did. I did, too. I did, too. Yeah. I mean, and it, it uh, was super surprising, and I was not mentally prepared for it. I didn't know it was going to happen. It it's just like happened. It's jarring. It is. Yep. It literally is. <laughs> we talked, we've talked about this on the podcast before. When I, like, realized that my body had changed, I was like, who am I? Like, I was like looking in the mirror, like, 
what is going on? Like, mm. it was like day and night. Yeah. That's what it felt like. And I don't know if that if it really was day and night, but I was like, <laughs> you know, when you were like, I can't, am I, I really feel looking that. at myself? I, I remember even like putting my hands on my hips and like holding myself and touching and being like, mm. what? I've like literally never lived with this. Like, it just yeah. felt like a body that I've never been inside of. And right. so it was mm. just so like, I don't even know how to feel about this because I was yeah. not even prepared for this out of body experience because I'm out of it looking at myself like, yeah, yeah. What's going like, who on? Am I? Yeah, like, what who, is this? type of yeah. thing. And God, like she said, grace. That's like the only thing you yeah, can give yourself grace, is just yeah. love mm-hmm. and give yourself grace. Yeah. And like just acknowledge that like you at 18 we, will never be you again. Like, like yeah. that's just. Because you're not 18. Because you're not 18. Exactly. And you shouldn't look like yourself at 18. Like your body is changing because that's just what it does. Mm-hmm. And like to acknowledge. And, and here's the thing. You can more in your old body if you if that's how you feel like that's fine you know we're always like damn you know wish this this is that's fine but i think accepting that your body's just changing because it's trying to protect you yeah that's the thing too right like think about your mind at 18 very different probably from your mind at 24 your body does the same thing and i think being aware that our society holds up the 18 to 20 year old body as the ideal, what we should always be striving for. Right. But that's not realistic. Like right. you said, you're not going to look like you're 18 because you're not 18. You're right. old kid anymore. Yes. And I want to yeah. say kid, like emphasize on that because yeah. that word helped me get through it truly. Because I was like 18, 18, but I was like, you were an 18 year old kid. You right. cannot, you are a grown woman. You just can't have the body of a kid anymore. Right. And yeah. that got me through it. I was like, you're right, girl. You're a woman. Right. And that's what the beauty standard is. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are chasing that through, whether it be exercise, diet, plastic surgery, or just feeling insecure that they can't fit that. Right. We're just chasing that forever and it's unattainable. Right. It's also like the shortest amount of time you're actually living in that body. Like the the 18 through like let's 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 humor ourselves for a second, right? Maybe 17 to like 20, maybe, right? You yeah. were like kind of that same size. But like prior to that, you were like growing, right? You were a child, then you were you know, prepubescent, you were going through puberty, and now we're here. And then after that, your body fluctuates and changes forever, basically, after that. And you're, like, at that, like, ideal, perfect, societally beautiful, perfect body type for, like, two to three years max. Mm-hmm. And then your body changes, and that was it. So how can we even, like, put so much emphasis on something that is so short-lived anyway? Yeah. Well, and also, did you feel good and perfect and like I'm exactly looking the way I'm supposed to be when you were 18 to 20. Right. Oh. That was when I was the most insecure. Oh, yep. I was just going to say, but even at that, when I looked like that, I wasn't even happy in that. So like, why am I even chasing that body if I wasn't even happy in that body? Yes. Right. Oh my God, I just therapized myself. Oh my God. <laughs> we love that. We love you, that. We were chasing no, right. a body we didn't even like when we had it. Right. It just sucks also because like, and this is I, for women especially, like, we're already trying to like anti-aging and the smoothest skin and the perfect this and this and that. And also, you need to look like you're 18. But ma'am, I'm tw- I'm 35. Well, that's As you gotta look like it. literally. Yeah. How? We're just adding shit on top of all everything else we're already like going through. Yeah. That needs to not be one of those things. And I think we spend so much time chasing this body. And it's easier to rationalize when you're 24 because you're like, oh, it's not that far away. Right. But how many older women do we all know in our lives who are still chasing the 18 to 20-year-old body mm-hmm. who are 50, 60, 70, 80, yeah. 90? Right. And still holding that up on a pedestal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Yeah. yeah. And you don't want to live like that. Right. Mm-hmm. And if you do the work now, hopefully you can be free from that later in life. Yeah. 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 I would just have grace with yourself and maybe go go shopping. You know, if if your clothes are feeling a little tight or uncomfortable, you don't have, you know, you don't have to try to fit into the clothes. The clothes should fit you. The clothes should fit you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because that that's another thing, too, that I didn't do for a long time. I didn't try to get new clothes. I was just trying to, like, make my old clothes work. And obviously, that was just frustrating and mm. sad. Yeah. And I was like, I could also just get new fucking jeans. Like, what am I yeah. doing? Yeah. So, yeah. What, what, did, what, what did I just say? What did you say? We helped each other. Don't try to fit into the clothes. Nope. No, yes. 
you don't have to try to fit into the clothes. The clothes should fit you. Period. Because the clothes doesn't wear you. You, you wear, wear the, the clothes. clothes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But I feel you. Girl. Yeah. I and mean, I, we've all been there. Yep. So. You're not alone. Nope. All right. Next up. Dear 20 whatever, me and my husband have a great relationship, but one thing that always causes an argument is his family. Mm. They are super toxic and not a very loving family, and it makes me so sad, but my husband just doesn't understand because it's normal to him, and those are his parents. Mm. Do you have any ideas on ways we can talk through this without him thinking I'm attacking or hate his family? Love you guys. Great question. Yeah. Rough. <sighs> that is That's so rough. Tough. In-laws. And I think that last sentence hit the nail on the head. How can you open that conversation, open that door without making him feel like you're attacking his family. Yeah. Because for anyone, that's a really, that instantly puts you on the defensive. Absolutely. I think maybe encouraging him to reach those conclusions on his own. Mm -hmm. I think if you tell him, hey, your family's toxic, that's a lot harder of a pill to swallow than like, hey, how did you feel about that thing that your mom said? Be more specific. Like if you Mm -hmm. really go to a situation and you have like an example, like, hey, when your mom said that, that made me feel X, Y, Z. And like, if there's more than like a couple of things being said, I feel like the husband's like, oh, well, my mom's kind of been saying some other stuff. And maybe she can be like, when your mom says that, like, I don't want to be rude or disrespectful, but I want to set like a boundary. Maybe that yeah. too, like asked her asking her husband, how can, because it's his family. Right. And so maybe it's like, when your mom said that, that made me feel uncomfortable. Next time I want to maybe have the opportunity to set a boundary. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want to say do it you or wanna... should I? Yeah. yeah. Or because she can only speak for herself also. Right. You yeah. know, like you can't be like, we're leaving. But what or whatever. sucks, and I don't obviously, like we said at the beginning, we only have a sliver of information, but- in my head, though, I'm like, but why is this causing like fights? If she, like, obviously, I don't know how you're coming in the conversation, but if she's like, this thing that your dad said, like, really bothered me and hurt my feelings, why are we fighting about that? That, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, where's the. I wouldn't, my filling in the blanks would be that he probably gets super defensive mm-hmm. and it's like, why are you insulting my family? He's like, my dad's always You've like that. You've never he- liked yeah. my dad. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I would imagine. And and the only reason why I think that part of like, oh, he's like, oh, that's just how they are, because she said like he's used to it. And so there Mm. has to be behavior that she's bringing up or noticing. Right. And he's like, he's used to it. Mm. You're like, okay, and I understand that you grew up in that environment. But personally, that gets me feeling this way. Yeah. I think also it depends on if the toxic the rudeness is targeted at you or at your husband Mm -hmm. because if it's targeted at your husband that's a good opportunity to be like i feel really like Like, i it it upsets me when people talk to you that way because like i love you and i care about you Mm -hmm. and kind of approaching it that way versus if it's about you being like then setting the boundary yeah i am not gonna allow your family to talk like that so like i understand that like you may be cool with it and that's fine but like People don't speak to me that way. Yep. And, and I'm I, not comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So next time it happens, either I'm going to leave, mm-hmm. just remove myself from the situation, I'm going to say something, or I would like for you to privately say something to your mom, your dad, whoever it is, mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Hey, we're coming over for this thing. Do not. Don't talk to her that way. Right. Yeah. And also- and if, I feel like the other thing, too, is that he doesn't even notice, like, what's toxic about the situation. You could just, like, try to kind of turn it around and be like, hey, my mom said this thing uh, to me about me. It, isn't that weird? Wasn't that like, and he's like, oh, my God, it's fucked up. Whatever. That's what your mom said to you. <laughs> so, yeah. And you recognize that as not okay when it was happening to me in this other situation, this made up situation. Yeah. When that happens to you. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Like, try to turn it around so that maybe he can understand that that's not, it's not normal. I know you're used to it, but it's not. And you are even thinking that it's not okay mm-hmm. because I just gave you a scenario in which you reacted differently. If he needs some help understanding, you know, speak the language. <laughs> Try to help him out. <laughs> he is but a man. Yeah. You know, so help all, him. And, and I feel like at the end of all of these, we're like, have a conversation. Communication. Communication is key. That's what's going to save us all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
But family stuff is hard. It's yes. so hard. Especially in-laws because you're like, yeah. you want them to like you, but you also, it's a, you know, you're coming into a new family. Like yeah. you are the new one in a family that has existed for your husband's entire life. That's rough. I, That's heavy. Yeah. In-law stuff is stressful to me. Mm. <laughs> like the thought of it all is like, woo. Because it kind of feels like a little first datey. Mm. You have to be on like your best behavior. You got to like try to impress and like say all the right things and do all the right things because you don't want the parents to not like you. Then it's like, then what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure. Yeah. So. Absolutely. I feel you. Yeah. I would just try to talk to him or just try to get him to understand where you're coming from because he clearly can't, he can't see. So you just like saying something obviously is, is not helpful, but just yeah. to like really get him to hear you and understand what you're trying to say. And when it's about you, don't be afraid to set a clear, mm-hmm. firm, but respectful boundary. That was a good one. Good one. Dear 20 whatever, my best friend and I are roommates. Uh. Oh, <laughs> oh, too soon. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. My best friend and I are roommates and we both have boyfriends. Her boyfriend lives closer to us and is over quite often. While I only get to see my boyfriend on the weekends, I love her boyfriend and I think they're amazing together. So it's nothing against him or their relationship. But I've noticed I get very lonely and anxious when her boyfriend is over and I'm left alone. I feel Mm. like I've overthought this to the point that I feel crazy. I don't want to ask her not to have him over. That was a major issue with our old roommate. But I hate confrontation and I don't know how to address it. I also don't want to take her away from him because they have a great relationship and are great and very happy together. I'm not sure how to move forward with this topic. Please help. Also, I love y'all so, so much. Every episode feels like a chat with my besties and I love it. Aww. Do we have a name or was that anonymous? That was anonymous. Love you, anonymous. Love you, anonymous. My first initial thoughts are that there isn't really a conversation to be had with your friend because it kind of seems like this might be a you issue. Like them being together is cool and fine and you support the relationship, but like you feel lonely because your boyfriend isn't there. So in my head, I'm like, what would you talk to your friend about? I think my like biggest practical advice with that would be Maybe you could ask her just, hey, at the beginning of the week, can you let me know what nights your boyfriend's planning to come over Mm -hmm. and make plans for those days so you don't feel lonely. Right. So the only thing you're asking her to change is just giving you a heads up. Yeah. Because I agree. I don't think the problem is that the boyfriend is coming over. It is, you know, like a personal Personal issue, issue. but that's still valid. Yeah. No, 100%. Yes. And you can make accommodations to make that easier on yourself. Right. Make Ask your roommate to tell you what nights he's going to come over. Make plans to those nights. Yep. If you can make plans with friends, great. Or make some solo plans. Go yeah. try a new hobby. Go try a new class. Yep. Go for a walk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, like, if you, if especially if it's just, like, inside and you feel, like, maybe trapped in that, definitely just, like, yeah, make plans, like you said, to leave and go see somebody or try to do something that doesn't make you feel lonely. It is hard, though. I think definitely asking about the plans, getting, like, so you can prepare yourself. But I, I definitely think to be careful about moving past that because there's mm. nothing that, that she's doing that wrong. She's doing wrong yeah. And that she can really even do for you to not feel lonely. Right. Because I guess the idea would be that she's her, with your, her boyfriend and you're with your boyfriend. But obviously you only see him on the weekend. So you that can't be. And she can't fix that mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So but I Yeah. I like your advice to like ask about the schedule, basically. Yeah. So you can mentally prepare as well as schedule stuff. That was mm-hmm. great advice, Sierra. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> Write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Our next question. Dear 20 whatever, I would like to stay anonymous. I'm a female 22 and I'm married for almost two years and I'm a mom of a one-year-old. Congratulations. My life went topsy-turvy the past couple years, and I would love advice, especially from Sierra, on how to learn to love motherhood and being a wife and not struggle with mourning your past self. I struggle with finding my passions and learning to not be jealous of others my age that are unmarried and kidless and how much freedom they have. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, becoming a parent, especially becoming a parent at 21. Right. That's a time when your life is already changing a ton. And mm-hmm. then parenthood is like the biggest change right. of your life. Right. You're now responsible for another human being. Mm-hmm. 
I'm hesitant to even give advice on this because of the amount of support that I have. And it's easy for me to say, you know, here's what I do. Here's what I've done when I have family that lives nearby and we have a nanny two days a week and I'm older and I was very much prepared. It's a lot easier for me to give advice on that. So I just want to kind of start with that of like, if you're watching me and feeling like it's so easy for me, why isn't it that easy for you? Don't forget all of the other things that play a role in that. Mm. And it's okay if it's not as easy for you. Right. Especially if you don't have, you know, all of that support. That's honestly the thing that makes the biggest difference for me in feeling like I am not so alone and just drowning in in this motherhood is right. the family support. And so I would say if you have family or friends or if you have the means to get a babysitter, you know, a couple nights a week or a couple nights a month for you to go connect with yourself outside of being a parent, do that. Take that. Take all the support that you can because it's hard. It's right. hard. It's a lot. Yeah. Do you feel one part that stuck out to me in particular was like feeling jealous of unmarried and mm. kidless people? How can you not feel like that at some points, right? When you're like, I just want to go out, but I literally can't. I think that's something that so many parents struggle with, you know, mm -hmm. because you're seeing you're seeing your peers and your friends kind of continue life on the path that you veered off from. Right. And even if you're happy, if it was your choice mm -hmm. to go off that path to have kids younger, it's still hard. Yeah. You know, I I struggled with that less so, I think, because I had so much lead up time to having Grace. It was, you know, we had been married for quite a few years and then it took us a while and we had, you know, the losses. So by the time Grace was born, I was like, I have been craving this life change for so long right. i'm like so ready for it but right. you know when you're younger i if i was 21 i i think that would have been so much harder yeah but i think the the only like practical advice i can think of for that is to try to find other moms close in age to you to socialize with them with your kids and also maybe sometimes without if you have the ability to to have childcare support from your partner or you know from family um, and I think also continue to invest in the friendships with people who don't have kids mm. because that kind of gives you an opportunity when you're hanging out with them to just be you mm -hmm. and find moments and pockets of connecting with yourself through hobbies, through friendships, through outings. Um, I think that that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we lose ourselves in motherhood so often. And to not have support and to feel jealous of your friends only compounds that. Right. To feel like, who am I? I knew who I was right. before I had kids, but this version of myself is unrecognizable. Right. Yeah. And I also just feel like having a lot of grace, right? Like, I obviously am not a parent, but it sounds like having a one-year-old is a lot. Yeah. And, I mean, being 20, 27 is difficult for me just in life. I'd like, I can't, I can't imagine also having the life change that you've had out of you know, whether that was high school, college, whatever, getting married, having a child and and also watching the people that you grew up with or like have hung out with do completely different things. And I think the thing you said about making friends with other parents your age is also going to keep it's going to make you feel more understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And less alone and less alone. Yeah. 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 And I think that's key. And And I think also just to kind of wrap things up on the note of like learning to love motherhood, I will say I think right around one is when it got like super fun and like easy to love because there was so much more that we could do. And if there are activities that you can plan to do with your toddler that you enjoy and you can bring your toddler along with that, whether it's going to a park, going on a hike, going to the library, you know, finding a class that you guys can do together it makes it so much more fun and it makes the day so much easier. And it just, it, I think it bonds you mm -hmm. too. Yeah. yeah. I think finding shared activities that you enjoy that you can do with your toddler and you guys can enjoy together is really helpful in being present and loving motherhood. That's good. But I feel like I didn't give enough advice and I'm sorry. I just, no. I love you and I hope, <laughs> I hope that it, it can get better for you, but it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like, we've come to the conclusion for all of these that like life is just difficult yeah, and it is super easy to feel alone and that your situation just like cannot be helped. And reading these and like hearing these stories and just talking with you guys, this episode and others, 
we have a lot of shared experiences. We have a lot of similar life experiences that make it feel like we are actually not alone. And like that, I feel like that's why we wanted to do an advice episode because we just wanted to be able to hopefully like speak life into you guys and like make you feel not alone and and heard. Because also the thing is too, right? Sometimes you can't go to your friends with this stuff. Yeah. Sometimes you just need someone to hear you that's uh, what is that called? A non unbiased, unbiased. You need yep. an unbiased opinion, right? We don't, we don't know you guys personally, but hopefully, these <laughs> these advice, right. all this advice that we've been giving you, is helpful. And if anything, hopefully, you just feel more heard and just more loved. I think at the end of the day, we all just want want you and each other to feel loved and welcome. And we hope that this was that for you. Dude, what a freaking place to end it. I know. Thank you. That's so true. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I hope that we all leave today feeling like we're really not alone. Like a lot of these yeah. experiences were relevant in my life too. Same. So. Yeah. I, I All I can hear is the Into the Woods, you are not alone. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. like no that beautiful. Alone. Yes. Yeah. It's true though. It's true. But also, that's why I love the group chat. I love yes. that we can connect with you guys in, in a way that we can't just, you know, filming the podcast and like, this is a, a, a quick streamlined way to get to talk to you guys in real time. And thank you guys so much for all the amazing submissions. We are absolutely going to have to do this again because we yes. just had so many great messages. Yes. Like, so many more. So I know, many more. so like, much we, to come. This, this episode could be five hours long. And look, and maybe it should be. <laughs> and maybe it should be. <laughs> and look, the line of communication is open, and we have group chat oh, now, yeah. so this can yeah. always happen. We have this community. You are not alone. Yes. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. We love you. Bye. Bye.